Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. Now your hosts. Hello and welcome to the Hyperion Hub, your meeting place for all things Disney. I'm John Alois and joined by Sean Dagenhart here and John Redling Schaefer. Hi guys. Hey, we would love to hear from you, so please go ahead and send us an email. You can email us at podcast at thehyperionhub.com. You can also send us a voice-recorded message there, and we'll play it on the show. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us, please, so more people can find us. And we're also on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. We're at Hub Hyperion. We always like to start the show off with our Disney views, and this week... The entire show is our Disney views. We are going to have some random Disney topics to talk about. We're going to go around the room and, you know, I wish everyone could see John Redling Schaefer dancing at the beginning of each show. It's so much fun. All right. Dancing John, let's throw it over to you. We'll just let the listener imagine how horrible that actually is. But thanks, John. Um, I, I have to admit I'm a cheapskate at times, and when the free month of Sirius XM satellite radio came my way, I indulge, and I indulge heavily. And I happened to be flipping through and heard an advertisement that if you want to listen to the happiest music on Earth, turn over to Channel 302. Sure thing, no problem. Disney hits, wait, what's this all about? So back in March, I learned that the new Disney Channel came to be, and I will say this, and I think you guys can agree, sometimes the fight over the radio with a teenager is pretty intense, right? And I have to say, this channel has mended a bridge between my 15-year-old daughter and myself that when it's time to take her to or from the high school, we have found our common niche. I thought we'd be good on the 70s and 80s classic rock channel. She thought it was going to be the modern hits. But, you know, now... She and I can sing Rainbow Connection together, our favorite songs from, um, you name it. Uh, we even sang Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious the other day and danced along until we pulled up to the red light because we didn't want to be seen doing that at the red light. That was more her than me, but that's fine. She'll deny all of this, but it's actually been great. If you do get a free um, trial offer or if you already have SiriusXM, check it out. I'll suffer through some of the more modern TV hits from Descendants and High School Musical, but man, there's just as much classical stuff as there is the modern. Yeah, I was surprised when you told us about that because, I mean, we have XM. I don't use it a lot in the car, but I'm definitely going to check that out. I'm usually playing my Parks playlist um, when I'm in the car so I can listen to exactly which nighttime fireworks spectacular or parade I want to get to. So, but yeah, excited to look into that. Yeah, we love all Disney music, so it, it would be a wonderful playlist for any of us uh, to listen to. But yeah, anytime you can bring the whole family together through one channel, that's great. And I will say I have to apologize to those that were in the school pickup line the day that uh, I blared Mama Odie uh, singing from uh, Princess and the Frog a little too loud that I was getting dirty looks from several people. So my apologies. Was that you? <laughs> was that you? You were singing along, so I don't see any problem with that. <laughs> Very good. Well, you know, as you know, I love Disney+. Plus. I'm watching... 
three shows consistently on there right now, and I'm going to talk about a, a few of them. Two of them are ongoing right now. One ended a few years ago, actually. Uh, the first one, Mighty Ducks Game Changers. If you're not watching this, it's a great a continuation from the movie series. Of course, it stars Emilio Estevez as Coach Bombay reprises his role. Uh, Lauren Graham is uh, one of the new coaches on the team. She is uh, Brady Noon, uh, the kid, the main star of the show. That's his mom, and she's coaching the team. And it's a lot of fun. My son plays hockey, so we watch that uh, every week. My daughter plays basketball, so we're enjoying Big Shot, a show starring John Stamos, who's a high school girls basketball coach, and, uh, you know, some good high school drama in there as well that we can talk about a little bit. She's, <laughs> she's a couple years away, um, but it's another fun show. And the one that I'm watching that isn't ongoing or isn't current is is Clone Wars, Star Wars Clone Wars. I didn't watch it when it was on at the time, um, but you know, with Bad Batch coming out recently and just trying to fill all the gaps of my Star Wars knowledge, it's been uh, great to watch. The first season, I have to admit, I had to muddle through a little bit here and there, but it progressively got better. And the third season blew me out of the water. The fourth season can be rather dark, but very interesting. And I'm in the fifth season now. So that's what I'm watching on Disney+. Plus. Are you guys watching anything? We've uh, been keeping up with Bad Batch every day on its release. We love Clone Wars. We've been through it a couple times. Ahsoka Tano, our favorite character. Um, it's just fantastic. And the very last season that was just released this past year, amazing storytelling. Some of the best Star Wars storytelling around. So, yeah, Bad Batch, definitely. Can't wait to get to it. Well, we've actually are, are all in on that Game Changers. I don't want to give any spoilers, but, man, to see a once proud franchise go down uh, a bad path is really frustrating and you know if we could buy a don't bothers jersey we'd be all in on that it's a great twist isn't it i didn't know they it were is. going in that direction so that's a lot of fun now one other question with disney plus there's so much great content on there we watch uh, all the great documentaries and of course we've mentioned marvel and star wars and all the classics and nat geo what are some things you would like to see on there? And I'll give you a second to think about it. I am truly missing some of the true original classics. Like I would love to see the Mickey Mouse Club on there from the 1950s. Right now they have five episodes. Um, give, it, give us all of those episodes. There's one special episode from the 1970s crew uh, when the Mouseketeers are at Walt Disney World. Give us all those. And finally, there are none from the 80s. And arguably, the 80s probably had more stars than the 50s uh, that came out of uh, the Mickey Mouse Club, the MMC. So, you know, we Disney fans are very loyal, but we're also, we also love the classics. Give us the things we're looking for. The Disneyland Show, Wonderful World of Color, Walt Disney Presents. And in the early 2000s, I was probably a little bit too old in some people's minds, to enjoy a bowl of cereal and watch uh, <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons. But The House of Mouse, I never missed an episode. Another great show that I would love to see on Disney+. Plus. I definitely want to see The Wonderful World of Color, all of those old specials that just have to come back. 
and more of the True Life Adventures and all that great programming. And then even some of the more lesser-known Saturday morning programming. I think there's still some um, episodes that they haven't brought out. I think even, do you remember The Wuzzles? I think that was that was a Disney cartoon. So things like that, definitely. Well, and these are all great points. Actually, some of the, let's go completely off the, the rails here, I stumbled onto sunrises over the various theme parks that they had just kind of hidden there. I What is this? Oh, I can, yeah, I can watch sunrise over the Magic Kingdom. Okay, let's do more park-related things. Let's go for a ride on mine train. I mean, you can go on YouTube, there's no doubt about it. But there are Disney blogs and, and things that, you know, they celebrated the return of the festival of the Lion King. Let's throw those up there, too. You know, maybe it's just too much uh, and, and they'll just direct you to the YouTube channel. But there are all sorts of hidden gems that I don't think they promote very well. Um, I'd like to see an interviews with cast members program where they share Disney magic and, you know, how they helped a crying little girl or you know, made somebody's day back at the resort or, you know, things like that. How the magic happens when you hear some of those stories. I love that. And actually, maybe Disney Plus is listening to us a little bit. Uh, There's a, you know, back, I guess it would have been in late 19, there was some discussion about uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his Disney Plus series called Behind the Attraction. So in essence, it sounds like it's kind of a deep dive into the stories behind the attractions and various destinations it sounds like for multiple parks, so that's even better. He's not just going to be one park centric, so that's great. The Rock, yeah, that's my, that's my WWE. I was going to say we knew what you were doing on Monday nights. All right, that's cool. <laughs> CDC recently, of course, everybody knows, changed their guidance for the masks. And Chapek earlier, I think it was just a day or two earlier when they had the quarterly earnings report. And Chapek kind of hinted that maybe some mass guidance would be changing. And then all of a sudden, the CDC kind of, I think, surprised everybody. And everybody kind of went into panic mode. What are we going to do? So, of course, Disney announced that they were revising their mass guidance. Um, Outside, you know, as long as you're not in line for an attraction, you don't have to wear your mask. So I think that's huge. And I'm sure they're going to see start to see an influx of reservations coming in and probably expanding park hours will be necessary and i'm seeing things like barricades removed you know plexiglass removed in certain attractions and seating theaters fuller capacity and so lots of exciting things happening there yeah i have to imagine they've already you know i know they don't formally announce it but i'm sure capacity has been increased again and i have to imagine that um, I think I saw someone say that there were a whole bunch of new reservations open for the various Disney Disney World uh, parks. Remember, getting your access to those parks is a little different these days. You have to get your you know uh, specialized reservations. So I, I I'm not surprised. Uh, I think Universal was the night before. I mean, they were scrambling. You're right. Within hours, they're going okay. Well, let's go. Well, and it had just been announced that Orange County was 50% vaccinated. So I'm sure that helped. Um, encourage those changes too. Yeah, and we're also talking solely about Walt Disney World. Disneyland still has a mask mandate. Right. On several episodes, we've talked about the Disney Vacation Club, and I have to say that as an owner at the Villas of the Grand Floridian, I heard some interesting news recently about the expansion of the DVC footprint at the Grand Floridian itself. 
Uh, apparently, they are going to be retrofitting the Big Pine Key building. Uh, that is a building that currently exists as part of the Grand Floridian itself. But if you were to leave the villas, go past the what I'll call the DVC area pool and the kids pool, kind of hover along the beach, Big Pine Key is that next building. And so they are actually retrofitting 200 studios into that building that will be DVC specific. So that is a huge expansion. It's not unusual for Disney to do this. For example, what is that? Uh, is that Copper Creek or, or Boulder Ridge built within, I think? Um, you also have uh, the Polynesian has studios within various of the Animal Kingdom resorts too. So I, I'm surprised that this just kind of, again, came out of the woodwork, but I think, you know, Disney is just pushing and pushing, whether it be we talked about the Disney Wish on a prior episode with the cruise line, and now more DVC uh, growth. I, I think we're going to just be reacting to a whole bunch of new changes and expansion efforts. I'm sure the DVC probably is a little more profitable uh, because they have to take not only just points but also cash reservations, and they're also probably trying to get a lot of people to use up all of their points that they had banked. But, you know, this is obviously many years away, but Another exciting opportunity if just, you know, you and your uh, spouse want to go uh, and spend a weekend, um, there's 200 more DVC rooms. You know, that's our home resort, and I think it's wonderful, as long as they don't overdo it, oversaturate the market, and uh, there are enough rooms for uh, non-DVC members as well. Well, and I think Florida law requires them to have X percent, a very small percentage, but still a percentage available for cash reservations, too. So there will be that opportunity. That's why Riviera was all the rage for various reasons, including the, the fact that you necessarily couldn't, you know, resell and things like that. But the fact that there were going to be rooms available for cash was a big deal with each new DVC resort coming out in Florida. I don't know what California and Hawaii and, you know, South Carolina uh, deal with, but that's there's always going to be the opportunity for non-DVC members to utilize those rooms, and I think that'll be exciting too, especially if they have a studio footprint that's similar to Riviera with the Murphy bed and things like that. It, it'll be fun. What is something you'd like to do at Disney that you haven't? And, I, and I'm referring to Walt Disney World. What is something that you would like to do? We have been there. We have been able to go many, many times and there are still things at Walt Disney World that we haven't done. And um, there probably always will be. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't camped. We haven't uh, gone parasailing. Um, but there are opportunities to do many of those things. So uh, top of my list, mini golf. We've never gone mini golfing. And I think the reason why is because they don't provide transportation to that area. Um, and it's easier now with Lyft and, and Uber, but, uh, we just haven't done it. And we haven't gone to Typhoon Lagoon. We've been to, uh, Blizzard Beach, but that's the other water park we haven't been to. Uh, we even went to River Country back in the day. So <laughs> Typhoon Lagoon is you, the only. Were, were you the guy that got arrested for camping out there for a week, no. about a year or two ago? <laughs> no, that guy is banned oh, okay. for life. He was no. just yeah, riding out COVID. <laughs> It's impressive. I mean, he 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 did. He he had him buffaloed. Wait a minute. There's someone there. <laughs> um, if you were to ask me what I would want to do that I've never done, well, I John, am I asking think you. you. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I'll tell you what I want to do right now, but I guess that's not relevant either. I'm sorry, John. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, Sean, I think you've done this. It's the Keys to the Kingdom Tour. That's what I'd love to do. Uh, I want to walk in a utilidor. I want to see all of this. I want to... I don't want to be as obnoxious as you are by answering all of the questions that they ask, but <laughs> I still think it would be fun to just do that. There's so many behind the scenes. I think there's one over at Epcot. There's the one at the land. Uh, these, they were never feasible and still aren't feasible with, with children, or especially younger children. But as they get older, or maybe Stephanie and I go by ourselves, that's what I'll be doing. You know, just some, a lot of this behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, definitely. That was fantastic. And there's some other tours that I would like to do as well. Um, If you listen to the Wives episode and said that I'm kind of the planner and I'm the stickler for schedules and trying to pack as much in as we can, I would like to try to be a little more relaxed in our planning to allow for things like water parks. We have not done the water parks before. Um, Even like the horseback riding over is that at wilderness sludge fort wilderness it was so much fun I, I i would love to do it again and see part of me says i can do that at home so i want to do something but i know disney adds their touch to everything so i just need to get out of that mindset and then i also want to try some different restaurants we have our favorites so if we're you know only spending one day at hollywood studios um, you know, on our trip, we're probably going to eat at Hollywood and Vine so we can get our Fantasmic passes. But, you know, I'd love to try the um, Sci-Fi Diner, you know, all these other things that we just have never done yet. Oh, you haven't been to Sci-Fi? I, we haven't. Oh, man. Yeah, that's great. And, and as far as the horseback riding goes, I know you can do that at home. And I grew up, you know, we used to go horseback riding. But... There's something very different about being near the campsites and seeing old Walt Disney World, you know, walking mm. through Fort Wilderness. And, um, and you're right. They do add the Disney touch. The cast members are tremendous and the horses are great. I mean, they're so realistic, the horses. You know, you wouldn't even think that they're all animatronics, but they're, they're <laughs> just so real. Well, <laughs> Except for when they short out when they try to relieve themselves, right? <laughs> All right. But anyway. Yeah. And, and Sean, I know I, maybe we've talked about this on a prior episode or related to our trip back in December, but I am a a true believer now in a day or two of nothing at Disney World. And, okay, I'm sitting at a pool. I could do that in central Illinois, but I'm sitting in the shadow of the Contemporary Resort. And... We're doing a Disney trivia game alongside the edge of the pool. Or, hey, look, there goes Pluto walking by. You know, I mean, there are things that you can do. We've been to Typhoon Lagoon, loved it. It actually was a a special ticket event. What was it? H2O Glow Nights or something. It was fun. And, and, And so I think I would love to do the mini golf. But I'm just, again... December was a little different, obviously, for many reasons. We We laid low kind of that second week we were there. But sometimes it's okay. I struck up a conversation with the guy next to me at the old Key West pool. He worked for Pfizer. The company had given him the month off because, oh, I don't know what he developed or helped develop over the last couple of months. And I would have never had that opportunity to talk to that guy. He could have been lying through his teeth. If he's listening, I'm sorry if you are telling the truth. But it was still some fascinating conversation that I wouldn't have had jetting to and from the park. That's great. So, um... Everybody's been wondering with things opening back up, you know, what's Halloween and Christmas going to look like? And they did announce the return 
not Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, but a new event um, called the After Hours Boo Bash. Sounds a lot like the Halloween party. They've got some Halloween-themed cavalcades, candy stops, character sightings, special performances from the Cadaver Dans, um, you know, opening up of some attractions for those lower wait times, special decor, lighting, and music. So it sounds like they are starting to bring some of these things back. It'll be a different experience. And, of course, you've got all the complainers saying, well, it's not my not-so-scary Halloween party. But I think people are going to gravitate toward that and really look forward to getting a little bit more normalcy back in their lives. I love to hear that we're seeing these events, these special uh, occasions come back. I'm sure there's going to be glitches. I'm sure there's going to be some learning curves here, especially those first ones. I'm sure it's that way even back in years past. That first not-so-scary was probably a little choppy at times, you know, as they figured things out. But I I honestly um, look forward to seeing how those play out. 18 months ago, we were talking extra magic hours in the morning, extra magic hours at night, not-so-scary or very merry, also, part of that, I mentioned the H2O Glow Nights. And, you know, all of these specialized, themed, and extra ticket options really were pretty lucrative for the company. So I'm only guessing we're going to see some sort of reality with these coming back in some way, shape, or form. So I'm excited. Well, and they're starting this one August 10th. I mean, that's even before the kids go back to school. So you've got almost three full months is that longer a longer time period than what the Halloween parties were? Is that close? Yeah, it, it, Halloween always started in August, from what I remember <laughs> in Florida. You know, if you can think about chocolate in 120 degree heat or humidity, you know, it, it's it's perfect. But I, it August 10th is really early. Yeah, I feel but. like yeah, it might have been a week later, but it was it definitely was before the 20th. Yeah, that the orange, yellow, and brown bunting always seemed to come out earlier and earlier. Uh, every year with the Mickey pumpkin heads on the lights. Yep. Well, they can just take the red, white, and blue and, you know, just turn it around and it's orange and black. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the other exciting thing is they announced the Disney College program is returning um, this fall. So I know people are very excited about that. Um, applications opened up earlier this spring and they did relax the eligibility requirements so that those that were kind of midway through the program or had applied and weren't able to do it, you know, they're allowing them to reapply. John, our your son and my daughter both, I think, have been talking about Disney College program. Uh, they're sophomores in high school, so that's definitely on the radar for them. <laughs> that would be amazing. We would love yeah, it. It would. And, and from what I understand, there's a completely new uh, housing plan uh over i don't know exactly where it is but they have an entire flamingo flamingo crossings village is the new complex yeah a new campus so for our last question of the show you know recently we had our mother's day show and they had a great question for the moms your favorite uh disney parks mom moment and um they, they were absolutely touching and funny and classic. Uh, Sean, your daughter, <laughs> throwing up in Cinderella's fountain. <laughs> I don't know if you can top that, but uh, what is your favorite Disney dad moment in the parks? Okay, well, kind of going off of Anne's, that same day when we were, you know, first family in the park and Clara had thrown up in Cinderella fountain, you know, it's a great day. So because Clara had been sick and decided to go back early to the 
a resort, and so I stayed with Eliza, and I thought we we're going to see the fireworks and the projection show, and all through the fireworks, as we're sitting there waiting, Eliza is just crying, and Eliza is five years old at this time. So she is just crying, I want mommy, I want mommy. And, you know, these people are looking at me like, are you really their dad? So I'm sitting here in the most magical, happiest place on earth, getting ready for fireworks. And it's the pre-show before Wishes was the magic, the memories, and you. So, you know, they're flashing pictures up on the screen of, you know, people having these wonderful memories. And I'm holding my daughter who's screaming and crying. And I'm like, what a way to end our trip. Watching Wishes with a screaming five-year-old. That's a good one. So mine happened in Disneyland. And, you know, like all of us, we have a bunch that we can choose from. But the one that sticks out to me was we were in the queue for Storybook Land Canal Boats. And we had had a wonderful trip so far in Southern California I spent a lot of good time in Hollywood and doing all the touristy stuff. There were a few moments where, you know, the don't make me come back there came out (laughs) in the rental car. However, I just remember being in that queue and looking at that whale's mouth and thinking, We are thousands of miles away from home. I have built this trip up. I have waited for this trip to be there with my family. I've seen that whale in black and white television. That's how far back that attraction goes. This is Disneyland. And I just felt so grateful, you know, to to not only be a, a dad of two wonderful kids, but to be their dad. It was such a wonderful moment. I'm, my wife has a great picture, and I just have a, like a starry look on my face. And we were all just in a, in a great mood. That's my dad moment. Great. And mine relate to watching my children interact with the characters. And I have a story for each of them. I know Stephanie has her favorites as well. But there are just so many instances where we're fortunate enough to capture some of them on film but just like you, John, sometimes you just you sit back and you just watch it. My older son was terrified of characters, but we had found out in advance that uh, the Mickey character from Fantasia with the, the full wizard hat was kind of around the bend and hidden at a special meet and greet at Hollywood Studios, and it was as if the entire uh, facade just dropped. And that was his favorite Mickey. He even had the Fantasia hat. And he was hugging characters from then on out. And, you know, again, I have a photo of my oldest just howling. You, she's mid-howl at the Stepsisters at 1900 Park Fair. Uh, I have a picture of our youngest. He was maybe a year and a half with a huge, huge lipstick mark from Snow White at Akershus. And, and Merida at the Magic Kingdom telling my younger daughter... Oh, you have little brothers too, you know, just the memories that even if they were too young to remember those, I, I, I felt like they do such an understatement of the, of the year, if not century, that so much magic is even conveyed to the children, but it's also conveyed to the adult, the parent, as they watch that interaction. And those will be memories that I will treasure forever. 
I'll say, John, um, some of those pictures that we've got of our girls with the characters, you know, we've got some with them screaming in bloody terror. But we also, we have a picture of Merida holding Greta, who was probably eight months old at the time, that is just precious. Um, we, we've got the same pictures with, you know, the lipstick on the foreheads from Snow White, and just, those are wonderful memories. Um, Clara, picture with Pocahontas in Animal Kingdom. That was the one princess she wanted to meet on that trip, and so when that happened, just wonderful pictures. Yeah, we have one of Chip, I think, um, squeezing my daughter's cheeks, and he just wouldn't stop. He just kept doing it, and she's just, she's just, she's smiling, but it was funny. And then uh, my son sleeping and Timon like messing with him. We'd love to hear your topic ideas for us. Go ahead and email us at podcastthehyperionhub.com. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, like I said, please rate and review us. And, of course, we're on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. We're at Hub Hyperion. Have a great week, everybody. We're glad you could join us. We'd love to hear from you. You can email or send us a recorded audio message at podcast at thehyperionhub.com. Find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Hyperion Hub is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its subsidiaries. We'll meet you next time at the Hyperion Hub. Thank you.